oh my gosh, this is a feeling I've never had before. And then it just felt like, you know, like I was like leaking. <laughs> yes. That's kind of the feeling. And you're like, you're half peeing, half leaking. Yeah. And it's just, it's just out there. Hello, and welcome to Reclaim Your Radiance, a podcast where we discuss the most intimate parts of the human experience. Let's take a deep dive into self-love, sexual pleasure, and absolutely everything in between. I'm your host, Chris Hall, and each week we will be joined by one fabulous friend, and sometimes that friend will just be me, to talk about how we can all become our most radiant selves. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to this bright, wonderful Tuesday's episode of Reclaim Your Radiance. Today, we are joined by Katie, a female, cis-hetero, 29-year-old Canadian, born in Sarnia, Ontario, and raised in London, Ontario. Katie is a nurse who has traveled extensively, both for her job and for pleasure, and is inspiring in her optimistic view of love and life. She has such a light, beautiful spirit, and in this episode filled with quote-unquote girl talk, We dive into friend breakups, how to learn to love your period, changing and choosing the life for you, squirting, and definitely some other stuff too. I'm so excited for you to meet Katie. Hey, how's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. You look fabulous. I'm so happy we're in person. I know. It's so nice. And we live so close. I just biked over here. It's like I mean, eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're live so close for now. And yeah. you're going to move to the island. I know. I know. So I'm moving a little far away to the middle of nowhere. But <laughs> I mean, where are you moving to on Vancouver Island for all uh, those who don't yeah. know? <laughs> it's this town called Euclid or Yuki, which is close to Tofino, mm-hmm. which is like the surf capital, I guess, of Canada, you could say, but really small town. <laughs> Very small. <laughs> well, serving in Canada is, uh, I mean, it uh, leaves something to be desired sometimes, yeah. but it's, it's still pretty good out there. <laughs> it's cold. Definitely need a wetsuit all year. <laughs> but How yeah. does it compare to uh, where you grew up? Well, very, very different. Super different. So I grew up in... Well, I was born in a little town called Sarnia. Well, bigger than Tofino. It's a town, city of like 75,000. Um, and then moved to London, which is about an hour from there. This is like... London, up. Ontario. Yeah, London, Ontario. <laughs> not England. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I do that all the time because like London's where I went to school and then London's where my sister lives now, but they're very different London. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just like this more suburbia, more just focused on you know, school and work and sports, like watching the hockey game or go to the bar and party. And like, that's kind of, cause there's not a whole lot else to do there in terms of outdoor activities, which is what I love. So that's why I moved out here a few years ago to the West coast to Vancouver. And now I even want more to be even more immersed in that. And cause I don't really do much in the city. So just being close to the ocean and nature and being immersed in that is really where I thrive. So making that move now (laughs) I mean like London was kind of I don't know my impression of it when I lived there for like four years even though I spent all my time in the university bubble was that it was kind of like a big giant flat pancake and it never ended oh yeah I know I didn't really realize because that's where like I moved there when I was 10 and then Mm. stayed until probably like 25 or something on and off I traveled a bit in my 20 a lot in my 20s but like it's just farmland like there's a river that's (laughs) 
called the Thames. Like, <laughs> of course, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. Oh my god. The, the street I grew up on is called Notting Hill. Like, <laughs> no way. Yeah, not original at all. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Ottawa. I'm yeah. sorry, Ontario. Get your shit So it just kind of goes on and on. It just keeps expanding out. Like it's just flat. There's no real. There's no lakes. There's like it's just. It's called the forest city. I guess there are like I some didn't, trees. Right, I didn't notice any yeah. forests. I heard about that like my last year and I was like, let's know. I know. I would like drove out of town to go on a trail run every now and then. But yeah, it's just very, very different. The lifestyle is completely different. So um, yeah, after visiting out here quite a few years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not living on the West Coast? I need to move out here. I'm sure you felt the same. Like you're, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was, it was more just like, I think it was after I traveled a lot of places in the world and realized how many people got to live next to the ocean. And like, every time I went to the ocean when I was a kid, I would see the ocean. And like, I thought it was this big secret. I thought that nobody in my family knew this, but I would like sneak off and go like say goodbye to the ocean. <laughs> like have this like whole little ritual. I'd be like, so cute next time. <laughs> and, and then like, literally it was so, caught me so much by surprise that like, I was like, I'll just be 10 minutes. <laughs> like we were about to leave. And, it, and somebody, I forgot who my family looked at me. They're like, you're about to go say goodbye to the ocean, aren't you? And I'm like, fuck, how does everybody know that? <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> oh, you know those things you think you hide, but you don't? Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. so, I can, yeah, I can relate. Like I would go to North Carolina. Like that was our like family road trip that we, vacation that we went on every few years. And like, yeah, just those are my favorite memories. Like just like playing in the ocean and collecting seashells and like, bodyboarding or boogie boarding wherever it's called <laughs> it was just right? like, yeah. and like having yeah. that big body of water like calms us down right like it's a human trait is that like water calms us because Absolutely. there's like that psychological trigger that says oh you're safe you have sustenance you can survive right totally. and yeah I just remember and then like I traveled and I figured out that so many people live near the ocean I was like but okay but I can do that too and still live in Canada like okay sure <laughs> and then I get mountains like <laughs> Oh my God, why don't I? Yeah, anyways. Yeah, it's like light bulb. <laughs> yes, we, we've come to the same conclusion. Yeah, I used to be like, oh, you're so lucky. Or you had that mindset, or a lot of people, at least from back home, I don't know if you experienced this too, like, oh, you're so lucky, like living, you live by the ocean. Or like, I would think that about other people I met in traveling too. And then I realized, same thing, like, oh, I can do that. And then same thing for people that now say that, that are, that live in Ontario, wherever you may be. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, you also have the power to move and closer to the ocean or wherever actually you want to be, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, like I find the same thing with uh, traveling very often. So it's like, oh, like you're so lucky you have gotten to go here or you're, oh, like, oh, I wish I could do a trip like that. Like I traveled for, you know, like 14 months and I know I'm interested to hear about your travels. Yeah, I know yeah. they've been expansive, <laughs> but like people kind of look at you and they say things like they wish they'd done this or something x y or z and i don't know some people like lots of people do it and then there's lots of people who say those things that never do it mm -hmm. and i think that there's something to be said about like that if you wanted to do it you would have done it totally you know and so at a certain point i think it really does come down to like admitting to yourself that you're not that kind of person right no matter how much you want to like no matter how much you want to be into bdsm maybe you're just not <laughs> 
and you just might have to let that go. Like, right? Like I, I find myself kind of bumping up against that sometimes recently. I'm like, I really want to be into this thing, but I'm not okay with it or it doesn't align with me. And it kind of sucks, but then you have to let it go. I know. Yeah. I think there's that or vice versa. The people that's, they just are so blocked that they're never like they're those constant excuses like, Oh, I can't, or, Oh, like, work or this or family or finances and like of course everyone's circumstances are different but like again exactly what you said if you really wanted to do it you would make it happen so yeah I find that as well yeah yeah like yeah. you can yeah like what what would you say is your I know this is a really big question but like your biggest takeaway from like solo traveling what is it like really giving you mm, that is a great question probably the realization that you can be whoever you want to be and learn whatever you want, like see anything you want. I know that's really broad, but like, it's really just that empowerment. Um, I'll back it up with a story. Like I was, my biggest solo trip I did was in Central America and South America mostly. And I met couple Canadians in Nicaragua where I started and, you know, kind of, I felt like I clung on to them. They were two friends that were a couple years younger than me and they're awesome still friends with them then we, I went to Columbia and like I ended up hanging out with these people and it was just we were like partying a lot and at this point I really wanted to like hike and explore and learn local culture and I really wanted to continue learning Spanish and like but I was so fearful that I had to stay with these people that I met and then when I had this moment that I was like okay you know what the friends that I my new friends don't want to spend this money on this trek they're, they'd rather party at the beach. That's not what I, and then like, I ended up doing that by myself. And then I met these people, like, I'm still like, that were so in alignment with me. I like had the best, it was just a few days, had the best time, but then I suddenly was empowered and was like, Oh, I can go on whatever path I want. Like this, I think it kind of is a good metaphor for life. Like that, where you see yourself, that path, like I, in that trip, I saw myself on this path with, Oh, I'm going to follow these group group of people around and just do whatever they want to do. Like the people pleaser in me. But then once I did my own thing and kind of was like, realize, okay, I'm going to listen to my intuition and I know what I want. I'm going to go this other way. And then suddenly I, you know, then ended up staying and learning Spanish in this town and like kind of just one thing led to another and met people that were really in alignment with what I wanted to do and my values and stuff as well. So it was just like, uh, kind of a rambly answer to that, but <laughs> yeah, a metaphor for life, I think, is maybe my biggest takeaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of metaphors there in terms of like friendships and like, you know, that you can see your life or even relationships, like romantic mm -hmm. relationships that you, you can picture this whole life and you had something planned. And this was like, right. And I think a lot of us are running into this these days of like, but this was the plan. And this is the thing that I've dreamed about for so many years or put so many years into working towards it. And then when you finally get there, you realize you don't want it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but like, it's not the worst thing in the world. And you can, you can just be more in alignment with you if you just switch paths, right? Like pivot and move away. And yeah, it can be really sad and really hard to let go of those pieces of yourself and those people who often make up those experiences. But Mm -hmm. Gotta yeah. do it if you want to be authentic to yourself, right? Absolutely. That's actually something I've had to do recently. That was like probably the biggest uh, challenge I had last year was a close friend of mine, like actually one that I have traveled a lot with and was a maid, maid of honor in her wedding. And she, her and her partner came to visit me like a few months ago out West. And we, there was just a lot of clashing with, with my partner. And like, I realized 
we just didn't have a lot in common or she it felt like she was going on one path and I was going down another and it just didn't feel like this relationship was super authentic anymore and it just that was so huge of like letting that go like right now I'm just I asked her for some space because it just didn't feel um, genuine anymore and Mm. it's really difficult letting go of somebody that was such a big part of my life and I don't know I want to keep that door open who knows where where that may lead but it's that was a huge challenge but recognizing okay I'm not that same person that I was 10 years ago when I met her like even a few years ago when we spent all our time together and like now I'm on you know kind of want to follow this other path and if she doesn't really align with that anymore and it's kind of almost not holding me back but yeah like you know what I mean like then it's just like hmm maybe that's not that this relationship may have served its purpose and you know and it's really yeah, tough it's, it's really so sad, so sad. Like, <laughs> but you can't choose history over happiness no right and like if I find it's also like it's a clue if you always hang out with somebody to catch up mm-hmm. and you're never having new experiences together mm-hmm. never building new memories you're just being like okay so since I saw you this is the stuff I've done yeah Totally. Right. Yeah. Or like, and since we, she visited, it was like sending memories of us from years ago, like constantly, like that was the only thing that like tied us together. Still. I love that. Like the history over happiness and yeah, I've never, I haven't had much of an issue with that in romantic relationships. Like, but I think it's because in society is just like very like, okay, yeah. You break up with somebody and then you move on and you yeah. may never talk to that person again, but with friendships, like there's this expectation that you're just like, friends forever and there's no we don't talk about healthy friendship breakups right. or like and those are so <laughs> devastating like friendship yeah. breakups are harder than like relationship breakups oh sometimes. god yeah so right. much yeah <laughs> like, I I went through I've gone through some really brutal friendship breakups but like one of them or, well all of them have hit me really hard but one of them that I remember particularly my like my partner at the time really needed his solo space. Cause we had just spent a weekend together. And like this person sent me like a one text breakup almost right <laughs> after like years, like years and a shared tattoo and everything. She sent me a goddamn text and I was like, I was wrecked by it. And so of course, here's my boyfriend comforting me over the breakup with a friend. Like I could stop crying. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to stay with you and hug you. Okay, right? And I was like, oh, right. It's so, I know. Funny. Yeah. It's, it's like, I real I didn't realize that. Like, so I've, I'm, and I'm somebody that likes to stay on good terms with everybody. And like, it's, it's really hard for me to have, oh yeah. It's really hard for me to like break up with somebody or ask for space or like, you know, feel like I'm doing something like that's upsetting somebody or whatever. That's not like inner people pleaser. I'm sure like most, most women or <laughs> a lot of people experience, right? Like, so this example and like other, you know, other friendships in the past, I think this was one of the first ones where I've been the like initiator. So I feel like I'm in control. So there's a lot of guilt with it. Like, whereas in the, you know, it hurts when previous friends have ended things like, like with a text or something. And it's like, that was, oh, that one was unjustified. Yeah. Though. That one had nothing, that one had to do with like, she was insecure with some, I don't know. I don't, anyways. Yeah, there's I don't, that as well. There's that as well. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's nothing that we're taught. And you know what I love though? There's like that saying that's like friends are in your life for a season, a reason or a lifetime. Yeah. Right. And 
sometimes if it gets past a certain point, you're like, oh, it's a lifetime and they're good. But like, how many people actually stay in your life forever? Very few. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, oh, it's so difficult. Cause like your friend is the person you were going to go to, to get comfort on a breakup. Right. And then you break up with your friend and you're like, who do I go to? And people don't take it seriously enough. Right. People don't comfort you in the same way that they would if it was a romantic breakup. I know. Absolutely. Like I remember going to work and I was like distraught and like emotional and I've cried over it so many times, but it's really hard to, and I feel like I'm burdening people when I talk about it because it's like, Oh, whatever. You're just like had a little drama with a friend who cares, but like, it's like, no, we broke up. We broke up. Like I, I'm, I'm moving. Right. And I was like packing my things, <laughs> like going through like cards and stuff. And like, I found the speech that I gave her at the, at her wedding. Cause I was the maid of honor. And like, I found, you know, and then I'm like, ah, it's, it's a breakup. <laughs> it's a breakup. It's such a breakup. Yeah. But, like it's so necessary. Cause like recognizing those boundaries and being able to like, well, I mean, in this case, it wasn't a boundary that was being violated, but it was just that you recognize that they weren't bringing anything into your life, right? That yeah, absolutely. Or that, I don't know, was it that she was clashing or? Well, it actually was a bit of a boundary. Like she basically accused my boyfriend of being manipulative, her and her partner, after we actually went to Tofino. It's kind of funny now I'm moving there. And that's kind of the, how it all started. Uh, we oh, went wow. there in July and the four of us and went there and they just... <sighs> We kind of wanted, we had different expectations of this trip. Like Sean and I wanted to surf a little bit and kind of chill out a little more. They've never been there. So they wanted to do the touristy things, which is all good. We could have made it work. We were sharing a car and sharing an Airbnb. So it's logistically challenging, but we could have made it work. Right. Mm. But if we wanted to just like hang out at the beach for a couple hours later and say, Hey, take my car. Well, we have friends that we can catch a ride. They just seem very disappointed or like they view me as this person, as this person that, again, just goes with the flow and does whatever everybody else wants. And so when they see me being like, oh, actually, you know what? I'd, I'd rather just hang out here and rather just surf right now. They were just disappointed. So then anyways, after a few days of this trip, they basically, yeah, accused my partner of being manipulative, that I'm doing all the compromising in this relationship and various other things that just weren't fair. And it, of course, then got me to question because here's my best friend telling me that my partner that is like you know like manipulating me so then briefly I'm like well am I being manipulated you know like I am it got me back to these like self self doubts of like oh am I not able to have an opinion about myself or like yeah he is a stronger personality maybe maybe I am like and so that so then it was challenging for him and I but then I you know then I realized I'm like wait like he's challenging me to grow and stuff. Like I have never felt more authentically me than like I have. And that's not just because of him It's various factors, but like, I, I've just changed and grown as a person since I had a few years ago when like they really knew me and mm-hmm. the, the fact that they weren't open talking about they as in because um, her and her, her husband, like they weren't open to seeing me for who I am now and not accepting of that. It's, whether they, they say they, they are, but then their actions were different. And so, yeah, it like, they left this trip, you know, feeling, or, you know, everything was all good, but it just didn't feel right for me. And then, Mm -hmm. so she kept reaching out and I kept being kind of a little irritated or like, just being like, "Mm, doesn't feel very genuine, but like on my anniversary, a couple months later with with Sean, I posted a photo and she was just, she texted me like, Oh, happy anniversary. And I'm like, this just doesn't, Mm. this just doesn't feel right so it wasn't anything like you know crazy major but it just didn't 
feel like she was, she said she was supportive, but didn't really feel like she was actually supportive of who I am now. And part of that is my, my partner. So yeah, that's why I just felt like, okay, I need to just ask for some space. And then since then I haven't, I'm still toying with that, whether like to reach out, whether it's like, okay, am I doing this out of guilt? Cause I feel like I need to, cause I feel bad. She probably thinks that Sean is manipulating me to not talk to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she straight up actually said that. So it's like, she almost, oh, so it's like, but then I'm like, ah, uh, but I've already explained myself. Like, it's just, I don't know. So <laughs> it's I a mean, bit complicated. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> doesn't sound like great energy exactly and since then and I don't know about you but like I'm a I'm learning more like if you let go of what doesn't serve you it then opens up doors or for in this case relationships people that are better match or more alignment or do serve you so I've made a couple of really great friends that I've you know because I've kind of closed that door and now I have space for those relationships so yeah, yeah. I think it's difficult. It still is at times, but it's, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a fantastic lesson, right? Like, mm-hmm. that, and that's true with all things that, yeah, you have to, and it's always hard getting rid of something to get that new thing. Right. Cause it's this thing that you've always had, or like this sure thing, even if it's like, you know, I've, this is a terrible example, but I'm looking at the lamp over there and I'm like, it's, you have to get rid of the lamp to allow the space for a new lamp to come into your life. <laughs> And you're without that light for a while, Exactly. But the next light is going to be brighter and suit your life. more. I love that. It's so true because part of this loss was like, oh, I, I feel like I'm losing a best friend. Like mm-hmm. I've always had this, literally she's been my best friend. And I'm like, who is my best friend? I don't, I don't know if I have like a best friend anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, but they're a new best friend will come in and maybe, right. maybe it'll be a season. Maybe it'll be a lifetime. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no, that's a, it's a very important and hard lesson that we all must learn. I know it's challenging, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so you've spoken so lovingly about your partner. Yeah. What's um, I, I don't know where to start. Uh, what do you love the most about him? Hmm. <laughs> putting me on the spot so I love how well he's he's super driven like he's so he's just so like he'll just make something happen like he's an entrepreneur so he like really just sees what's important in life and like puts his energy towards that and then really doesn't you know doesn't really doesn't care about things that are not important. So that's been a really good lesson for me, but um, he just, he loves like, just, he's so cute. He loves like animals, like so much. He like, will stop and say hi to the cows on the side of the road. Sometimes I'm irritated by it, but it's like so adorable. That's really cute. <laughs> or even just like so generous, like he'd stop and help. We were in the Kootenays and he helped like an old, um, this older lady who had a flat tire and he like, instead of just calling CAA for her, just like literally changes her tire, like in the in negative 25 degree weather. Like he's so generous like that. Um, he's hilarious. We have the same like dorky sense of humor and, um, just similar, very similar values. Like he's super outdoorsy, like I am and loves like to surf and yeah, just really has challenged me to like lives kind of unconventionally. And I've, I, there's like that deep part of me that has, but also, you know, really wants to continue on that path. And again, I think that's like, just being with him has helped me it really, he really helps me challenge myself to like grow and continue on to pursue things that I'm really, 
that I really care about or that lights me up. Like he's able to see, Hey, you know, you know what, you really love this, but not so much. So like, that's really good as well. There's so many things, but those are a few. I love that. I love the cows. (laughs) The aquarium, like our first, he freaking loves the aquarium. I think the first Christmas present I got him was like tickets to the aquarium because he just like doesn't stop talking about sea life and stuff. So cute. And of course the Vancouver Aquarium is so sustainable. It's lovely. Oh yeah. It's best. Yeah. So, so how many years have you guys been together? Uh, two and a half, two and a half mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So we met, <laughs> we met in the Canadian tire parking lot. What? Swabish. What? Okay. Well, we met on Hinge. We met on Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we actually met in the Canadian tire parking lot. That's what we tell people because it's hilarious. <laughs> but I was like, oh, lovely water. You've done like lovely water, yeah. right? Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Not really. I've never seen the fucking lake. <laughs> Oh, did you get injured? So this is like this beautiful lake here in BC. It's like <laughs> it, there is a treacherous hike to it. It is terrible. You have to cross the river yeah. first. And then what is supposed to be a six-kilometer hike is no, Google Eyes. Yeah. No, well, it's six kilometers. It's just the most technical hike you've ever seen in your goddamn life. It's like straight up. And just like over rocks constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, I came back from that. And we also didn't have a way back to cross the river. So my friends and I were like, well, maybe let's just borrow these kayaks that are here. And so no. my friend is like, you stole people's kayaks? Borrowed. <laughs> Come on. So she this gets- is a very fast flowing river. Like this is a really, really, this is like white water rapids. Like you have to freaking paddle to keep yourself equal so that you can cross. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, it didn't go well when she, <laughs> so we had to like kind of try and rescue her in the kayaks from like one waist deep in this water. Anyways, did all this and then went directly to this date. So like no shower. No. Oh, well, that was before the date. Before the date. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah Cause yeah, he lives in Squamish an hour away. And then, yeah, I was smelly, but I was like, I, you know, we had talked on the phone a couple of times. It was great. That, oh, that's one thing I love, like communicate. God, that's probably the best thing I love about him is like communication. Like he's such a good communicator. Like he just like, communication so is so sexy. Oh. I remember like early, early on with my partner, it was like, I texted him just being like, is it weird that I think that how you communicate is really sexy? And he's like, no, no, no. I totally agree. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah exactly I love it so like we yeah we met on hinge first so going back a couple of weeks before that and then like he called me right away like I was over hinge wow. I mean I was only on it for a couple but I had so much going on that summer that I was like I don't have time for a man right now <laughs> <laughs> delete the apps but then he like a couple messages and then boom he's like oh can I call can I call you tonight and I was like oh well, bold. I know very I like bold it. I know exactly he's on it to this day sometimes he's like I'll oh, just call and I'm like oh that makes me you're like <laughs> We were trained. Yeah. Text. Text, Text them. Them. I was like, send, them, send them words. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know this person well enough to call them yet. <laughs> like, you're about to hang out with them in person. Like, anyway, so <laughs> call me. Everything was, it was, I was just like, whoa. And I like knew this guy. I was like, this is different. I was actually in Ontario going to a cottage with some friends and like got to this cottage the next day. I was like, I just met this. I just had the best conversation with this guy. I have so much hope. Like, I just like, because of the way he communicates, like I'm very... Mm. I'm also a good communicator, but I've dated kind of like avoidant guys in the past. And mm. then like, 
you know, attachment styles, like he's probably like anxious, secure, and I'm a little anxious, secure. So it works out really well. Cause we both like, you know, really like to over communicate a little bit, but like in a relatively healthy way, we're not too, not too clingy. Right. So, so yeah, the next day I ended up like sending him a few voice messages. Cause I do that. And then I was like, Ooh, not too much. Probably was too much. <laughs> and he'll say, Oh yeah. Like that made me really uncomfortable. Cause I also wasn't used to women who communicated, but then oh, his wow. friends were like, Sean, this is exactly you. Like, this is what you need. And then, <laughs> I forget where I was going with this, but oh. so I felt like I really like had a good idea of who he was and what he cared about. And he was also very authentic, like on, on the apps, just about like someone who was emotionally intelligent and like, mm. you know, he answered some of those like questions on hinge like that, which yeah. really was attractive for me. So yeah. So basically the state, I just felt like I, I already felt like I could be exactly who I, who I am and who I am is someone who 99% of the time just doesn't wear makeup and loves just like, I don't care if my hair's up and like, and my sports gear or whatever. Like, that's just how I am most of the time. Like in the past, I obviously go on a first date and not obviously, but as most people probably do, like dress up a little, like look their best selves. And I'm yeah. just like, well, no, this is me. And he was stoked about it. Cause I just went on this epic adventure with some girlfriends and like he was like wow this girl's great so <laughs> that's amazing so yeah I don't know that's how that's how we met and then yeah we've been together ever since I guess so <laughs> damn yeah <laughs> yeah that communication though oh yes give me some more of that I know so sexy so yes yeah, like even even our, our first real date after that he like asked me about my sex drive and like asked like we hadn't done anything yet like it it was but it was just so refreshing to like have somebody actually uh, talk about these things like in a way that's like oh he's not just trying to like sleep with me and but, but he's like genuinely trying to see if you know we're we're a good match or like ask these more intimate personal questions and that did make me feel slightly uncomfortable just because I wasn't used to it, but it was mm. also really refreshing being like, Oh, wow. You actually, you actually care. You're interested in knowing that side of me. Yeah. So like, so like sex drive, that's, you know, he, he, him saying how often a week would you want to have sex? Like, <laughs> I know. know I know. I didn't know how to answer it. I was just like, um, like moderate, <laughs> like mm, with regular dick three yeah. times a week, please. <laughs> <laughs> totally I know I, he has a high sex drive so he wanted to make uh, sure that he's you know not <laughs> making sure that lines up so <laughs> I don't know it's so many men think that they will have a higher sex drive than women or at least this is just my experience but yeah. like I tend to have a higher sex drive than oh, <laughs> actually you, you know what's really interesting is that like uh, my current situation is that we've, we figured out that, and I don't know if this is a men and women thing. It's probably not, but like for me, if I haven't had sex in a long time, I like really crave it. And it ends up being really, really good for me. Mm. Right. Versus Aaron, my partner, <laughs> I know, you know, his name, but yeah, <laughs> listeners at home, um, he like, if he like has sex, had sex a lot, he has a higher sex drive, but then if he goes long enough without, he just doesn't crave it. I feel like that is, that's is actually, it? I've never thought about that, but I do think that's, I'm sure not for everybody, but like definitely more like a men. Yeah. Is it a men and women? I think so. Cause yeah. But if I, yeah, if I have sex a few times, I'm like, I'm, I'm good for a little bit. You know? right? yeah. I'm like, sometimes it's like, I want to want it again, but it's like, okay, my 
vagina still hurts a yeah. little. Like, come on, get away. <laughs> totally. Maybe <laughs> beat them away with a fucking stick. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I know. It'll be like, oh, just like now, you know, two and a half years in. I'm like, oh, you want to have sex this morning? We, we just did last night. Like, I'm good. You know? <laughs> Sometimes it's like, mm, I need to get you a really good sex toy that you can use for yourself because I'm not down again this soon. Yeah, exactly. So one of the first questions I remember him asking me was regarding that. That's such a good way to put that and a good like investigative question. I know. It was, yeah, it's good. Not like too creepy. Like, oh, so how many times do you want to fuck a week? It's like... <laughs> Yeah, no, not less of an okay question. Yeah. 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 So so have you guys, I don't know, how how exploratory have you guys been? I once heard this hilarious, well, there's this woman who'd been married for 10 years. And this was from the perspective I was dating her sister, but like she was like, yeah. This is the, from the perspective of a woman who's been married from for 10 years. And even though she wasn't that close to her husband, I feel like it was a very money-based relationship and like no judgment but that was the main tie between them um she was like I mean we've been married for 10 years we've done it all <laughs> I don't know what it all means yeah, define it all right like that could mean very different things for different people yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so to be honest we haven't been that exploratory yet okay. it's been a while but I don't know if it's because we're we've been like distance like so we're moving in together for the first time soon so that might change things um but yeah, nothing too crazy. We've talked about things, but we haven't really uh, done anything too wild. He can make me squirt. That's the first. Oh, that's good. So that's like the first time I even have experienced that. <laughs> but even toys, like I have, I actually, that's on my to-do list before I leave Vancouver is to buy a new mm. vibrator. Cause I just, I want to, you know, even bring that in. Like I'm pretty, haven't done, like the sex is really good that we, we're kind of like, okay, we're going to soon have to, <laughs> not have to, but we might want to, mm-hmm. you know, get a little, little more exploratory, a little more wild, but we, uh, yeah, just haven't yet. But I'm excited because we're both like super open to it. Like even conversations like, Hey, one, we don't want it right now, but one day we'll be maybe want to bring somebody into the bedroom or something like who knows maybe like we're both very open but mm-hmm. haven't really gone there yet so yeah I find boring, but not yet well, <laughs> well, like, if, 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 if you can have the conversation it's important right like if you it's almost as if like if you can have the conversation and you know you can have any conversation there's almost no need to be like oh but this is a thing and like you don't get angry or weird about it because you're just like we can talk about it totally talk about anything yeah. So even if I'm having these conversations, sometimes even, even right now to be completely transparent, I'm like, oh my gosh, my sex life is boring. <laughs> but then no. I'm like, but then I'm like, no, no, I'm with a partner that like we have really good sex and we are able to communicate about it and we are open and you know, if we're together for a long time, there's plenty of time to try these <laughs> interesting right. fun things, right? And I mean, I think it comes down to are you happy with your sex life exactly right like and if the answer is yes then amazing if the answer is no then okay then that's something to look at absolutely yeah (laughs) I am okay I'm curious though because I feel like squirting is different for many women Mm -hmm. and so when you say squirt without being too graphic (laughs) I'm just curious like sometimes it's like a pool on the bed sometimes it feels like you're peeing like is that it because like I don't yeah yeah the I remember the first time oh my gosh I was like so 
<laughs> I don't know if you can relate. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a mix of both, like just like a little bit. It's like, yeah, just with his fingers and just like got in the right spot. And then all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, this is a feeling I've never had before. And then it just felt like, yeah, like I was like leaking. <laughs> yes. That's kind of the feeling. And you're like, you're half peeing, half leaking. Yeah. And it's just, it's just out there. It's just, and there's, and you could have such a bigger pile than any man can. <laughs> absolutely. Like, just like on, on the bed there, I'm like, oh my God, it's so there. What happened? And I'm like, oh yeah. Time to change the sheets. Yeah. So I remember just like, <laughs> Where is it like American Pie or something hearing about squirting or like see I don't know if that's the movie or something and like I'm just sure think, it was. yeah exactly I'm sure it was an American Pie and then before before Shauna had never never experienced or never even I was like oh I think I was even under the belief that like only small percentage of women squirt or something like that mm-hmm. and then you know pretty early on into our relationship that happened I'm like oh my god <laughs> this is possible <laughs> I think I think that like most women have the ability to squirt but it's, I think it's there's a very small amount of women who have the ability to orgasm like vaginally mm-hmm. I think that's, that's more of where that kind of like yeah yeah totally yeah because that is tricky to have are you right? able to I, I feel like with some people it was really easy and some people it's really hard yeah and I don't know it's just like they're it doesn't fit in the right way you know like it feels like it just doesn't press the right buttons in the right way and it's just difficult yeah totally yeah <laughs> like it's it's funny because like I feel as though a lot of people first comes the sex and then then comes the feelings right mm-hmm. or I feel like that's how a lot of relationships progress yeah or at least when we were younger or whenever right it's like oh the sex is really great you have this great connection and then everything else develops kind of around that or like you keep seeing them because of that and then that develops we actually kind of had the opposite thing happen oh. where yeah we were like really really into each other's like minds and talking to each other and mm-hmm. all of that stuff but the sex didn't work for ages really yeah it did not work it was to the point where we were just like well, we're just going to be together and we're just going to have to outsource sex to other people. Like, wow. Like you still were like, you know, really, we were we trying to be together, but you're yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah. I can't remember if it must've been even like after we were like officially together mm-hmm. that like when we had the, do you want to be, do you want to be with me? Do you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that conversation. I'm pretty sure it was like after that, that it actually started to work. Wow. Yeah. What changed? It was, I mean, without like dumping his secrets on the table, <laughs> of course, essentially, like I let him tell everybody himself, Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, essentially it was a lot in his head, right? Mm. Cause like, I feel like, and again, speaking out of term and I'm not an expert on these things by any means, but I feel like a lot of erectile things are in the mind. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That it's especially with young guys. Especially older, my yeah. heart related issues. <laughs> right. Or like yeah, like we got to the point where we're like, should we get some Viagra? Like we right. Mm. It just like it yeah. And I was also very, very insistent on condoms and it doesn't work for him. And so yeah. we had to find a solution. And after, you know, he explained how good he was at pulling out and how <laughs> and his statistics that he knew on pulling out, I was like okay still uncomfortable with this never done this before like I swear even when I was on birth control I used to use condoms oh. with a boyfriend oh yeah me too right? terrifying <laughs> right? I was yeah. like no 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 and then 
you find out that's really hard to get pregnant. Yeah. Why did nobody ever tell you that? I know, right? It's the opposite. It's like, you'll have sex one time unprotected and you will get pregnant. Right. Like it takes a miracle yeah. because that's only like a fourth of the time that you would be able to. I mean, even then. I know. So do you do like, are you on any birth control? Do you do like the like cycle syncing? I do like, cycle yeah. syncing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's. Yeah, for any anyone who doesn't know what that is, we're just both like nodding, being like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's yeah, you just, you track your cycle and you figure out the one week because you because okay, here's here's the main lesson: sperm can live inside you for up to five days, maybe mm-hmm. six. So if you give yourself a buffer of a couple of days, you're solid. You then just need to know when you ovulate and the days before that, be extra extra careful. Use some spermicide, you know, whatever works for you. And all the rest of the time, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can't get pregnant. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. You can't. So if you're if you're only doing it with one person, like, yeah. Anyways, I know. I'm asking too because I have like I've had an IUD for the last Oof. four and a half years, and I mean it's phenomenal. It's so convenient, but I also want to know what my body's doing, and I want to be able to like understand. Mm my cycle and my hormones and I've recently learned more about that and like I think that natural intuition that comes with even that that I feel like you know I could be a little bit blocked right now and just like before that I was on the pill for like 10 years so it's just been yeah in a few months I'm due to get it out I'm excited to not but also terrified because I'm like oh I'm not gonna be on any birth control (laughs) yes it's it's a little terrifying personally I've tried every type of birth control and none of them have worked for me so Mm -hmm. eventually I was just like okay well none of them work and I don't want any of them yeah and then yeah eventually I did start reading all these fantastic books like your brain on birth control and there's one called period power that teaches you about like cycle thinking and like Mm -hmm. and how you can eat certain foods at certain parts of the month and like how it compares like your period to your winter and then like your ovulation to your spring or sorry your summer and then like you go in season yeah it's fantastic and then you start being like yes it's my period I get to sleep (laughs) and I get to just (laughs) renew myself and I know because I'm in this part of my cycle that if I'm having this feeling of I don't want to talk to anybody that's normal that's so normal and you don't have to be like oh no why do I feel antisocial you go "Uh uh-huh I'm in my bubble don't talk to me like Oh man, I was talking to a friend the other day who who's listened to the story about how in this, I'm going to butcher it if I try to, let's say in an older civilization than ours, mm-hmm. they used to send women over to like this little hut all to like have their menstrual, their, to have their period together. And reading that, you might think it was shameful and it was gross. And they sent all the women here to go bleed together. It was disgusting <laughs> and nobody wanted to see it and do with it. But the opposite of that is that they wanted to give all these women this time to heal and be Mm. alone and be with each other and support each other through what shouldn't be painful. Yeah. Shouldn't be painful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like, and yeah, just go through this like magnificent time. And it like, like that's such a different view on it I know instead of the like oh you're just PMSing or like that shame around it like it's just yeah when I I've only recently learned about this and I'm like in healthcare you know like I'm only, yeah. <laughs> I'm like almost 30 and I'm a nurse and like I'm, like how do I not know about these things but it's just not taught and it's especially for me like the biggest aha uh-huh, was like the energy 
like the social energy and energy levels. And because I'm really hard on myself if I'm like not productive or if I don't feel like I'm maximizing my time or like energy or whatever and really recognizing, oh, maybe certain times of the month, I just like giving myself permission to rest and yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what you said, like, don't talk to me. I'm in my bubble. Like just do that. And so right now with my idea, because I, I don't really have a period, it's really difficult to like even pretend to sink it. So I just feel like I'm unaware of that. So I'm really looking forward, not looking forward to the, you know, inconvenience the, that we the all bleeding. Yeah, the, the bleeding and like, <laughs> I'm not to worry about that for like five years. It's been amazing, but like <laughs> also have not, that's like a beautiful part of our existence. So it's just right. like, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I kind of want to, I don't know. I've heard it's very empowering to like paint with it and stuff. I kind of mm-hmm. want to do that. Ooh, yeah. interesting. I don't know. Oh, what, what would you paint? <laughs> I would try to like go into some sort of meditative trance and paint with it, or maybe just take a, some mushrooms. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe have something. Yeah. <laughs> connect, connect yeah. to myself. Um, I, I shouldn't be making light of this. It, it, that is actually like a pretty serious and oh yeah, holy ceremony to do. I just don't, I have to look up how to store the blood properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apparently it's full of stem cells. Like it's really rich. Like in some cultures they drink it. Like it's. Oh yeah. I can only imagine it's like something we, yeah. Here we just, again, even how I just worded it, like this inconvenience and it's annoying. And it's like. That's something we were taught. Exactly. If you were taught that it's like beautiful and it's part of our how powerful is that that like <laughs> it's so powerful like yeah I love the slogans that are like anything you can do I can do bleeding I'm like yes <laughs> I can do this ble-. right and that's so empowering like I have moments of empowerment when I'm just like I'm doing this and I'm bleeding right now <laughs> like step five let's go I haven't heard that before that's amazing <laughs> oh my gosh like sometimes I like list off the accomplishments I've had in the past day and I'm like and I did it all with my period <laughs> I am a total badass. Yeah. And I'm going to go and dump all the blood in the toilet. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious if with the IUD, because do you have a hormonal one? Yeah. Don't, yeah. I had the copper one for a year. It was the worst mm. thing ever. But so like, I'm curious if like you could track your cycle somehow. Like your, I know like your temperature goes up and down very slightly, right? Mm. I wonder if it still does. Cause you feel like you sound as though you still feel some of those cycles happening. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been trying, like I, um, what I, where the person I first learned about this was Elisa Vitti. She has like this book called In the Flow and she's on a couple podcasts, you know, that's why I was like, wow, she has this app as well. So it's been kind of good to just track it. So yeah, with my mood and like discharge and occasionally I spot a little bit so then sometimes but then for example oh nothing's TMI here whatever so it's like a week ago or like a little over a week ago I spotted and like a couple days ago I spotted again but there's nothing in between I'm like that doesn't make any sense like it's just too long Mm. so then but yeah there's definitely ways like I haven't tried taking my temperature so that's actually a good point like if Mm. I can just take that to have a little bit of a better idea because I'm just kind of guessing right now based on when I think I spot which is so minimal that it's really hard to kind of yeah. track it but I think just like sometimes it's more looking back like when I look at my calendar where I kind of write it all down and I'm like 
oh, that kind of makes sense when I was like super moody and like mm-hmm. that weekend I really pushed it and did all these things when I like should have just rested. Hmm, okay. Yeah. But I want to be on top of it. I don't want to look back and be like, <laughs> yeah. I want to know like moving forward, right? So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, when all else fails, uh, apparently you can just... Well, because so the book period power is one I always reference back to, even though I didn't even finish it, but I got like so many lessons and then like, I don't know, yeah, it, <laughs> life happened. And uh, there's like, you can follow the cycle of the moon. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to follow a cycle, if you feel the need to follow a cycle, but maybe you don't bleed or, you know, like all, all types of reasons why women all over the world don't bleed. Right? Yeah. But yeah, still, still want that cycle. And yeah, because I've I've recently learned about that as well. And then I was thinking, wait, but how do you follow the moon cycle and then your own like menstrual cycle? Like, what if they don't? What if they don't? Well, it's wake only up? If, well, it's only if you don't have the evidence, right? You yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, yeah. the blood or, or the ovulation or yeah, right? whatever. Absolutely. If you're stopping yourself or you don't have that or whatever else, right? Yeah. Um, but I believe it's. I'm going to butcher this because one of them is full moon and new moon. One of them is ovulation and one of them is menstruation. I think full moon is menstruation. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure. New moon is like, yeah, you're right for new ideas. On top of it. Yeah. Fresh start. Feeling so sexy. Your face is more asymmetrical. (laughs) Is that a thing? Asymmetrical? What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like there are so many superpowers you get from ovulating. You're just like it's your most irresistible time of the month. Like you can, you feel more confident. And cause the point is you're trying to attract, like it's biology, oh, yeah. right? Like yeah. you're trying to attract all these males. We're essentially in heat yes. once a month. Right. Totally. And so like, apparently there's like a whole bunch of studies done. Like strippers make more tips when they're ovulating, <laughs> like all this stuff. Cause it's like that, that radiant energy that you mm-hmm. just, it's, you can't, you don't really know what it is, but you can just tell that this person's irresistible. Ah, you know? And yeah. even more so when they're you know, dropping an egg. Yeah. <laughs> dropping an egg. Dropping an egg. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, I want to be more, pay, be more, oh, wow. I want to pay more attention to that. Just be like, oh yeah, now is my time to shine. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love women's bodies. They're incredible. I know. It's such such a miracle. I'm like, how is this possible? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So this has been so amazing. I've loved talking to you. Just girls have a moment about sex and boyfriends and periods and all the things. <laughs> and it's funny because I feel like I'm always like men or this is the old trope, very old trope of like men being like, when women get together, they just talk about their periods and you know what we do. <laughs> so true because we were not right. even attending on it but it just happened it just it- comes out because it's such a big part of our lives and it's wonderful and weird and important and it's the fifth vital sign right it really how many vital signs do we have yeah six probably would be six cents six yeah. <laughs> absolutely um, yeah it's been it's been so wonderful i wanted to ask you one last question oh shoot <laughs> um because you are such a you spent this whole time smiling and just being just laughing and being just I mean, uh, radiant. Let me use the word radiant. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and I was wondering, what would you attribute to the, that radiance, that happiness in oh, your life? Wow, great question. <laughs> hmm. What would I attribute to my radiance? I feel like just 
I don't know if it's my natural optimism or just seeing, I don't know, I don't know if this answers your question or not, but I just have always been able to look on the bright side of things and just always been able to like see the silver lining in situations and where that comes from. I don't know. My my mom was, she's always, she's kind of like that too. She's really like very, um, I guess, content and with the little things and just able to, to see, see the bright side most of the time. So I think I kind of picked that up, that up from her and I just really appreciate the little things in life. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that answered your question properly, but just that natural, yeah, was I born with it? Was it, did it come from my mom or my upbringing? I don't know, but I just, <laughs> I just love, uh, yeah, I just love seeing, yeah, the bright side of things, I guess. I don't know. Does that, does that answer your question? That's kind of, it's, 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 I, stumble, it's, it's I, I stumble upon that so much. <laughs> and what, if you could leave, leave somebody with one piece of advice, who's looking to cultivate that kind of mindset? Part two of the question. Yes. Surprise part two. <laughs> One piece of advice. I would say this might be a bit of a curveball, but like taking responsibility for your life. Like if you are playing victim, like if you think that, oh, so-and-so or the world sucks, like a pandemic is terrible, the government, rah, rah. if that's how you're thinking about it, of course, you're always going to be miserable because you don't have any control. And so like, we don't have, like, there's always going to be things out of our control, but what we can control is our, our outlook and our mindset and like taking responsibility. What can you do? Like, what can you change? If you're not happy at work, you can find a new job. If you're not happy with your partner, you can break up and find somebody new. Like you, you have control over a lot in life. And so taking that responsibility, um, I think will make you feel like you're not a victim anymore. And that will only lead to you feeling happier and, and yeah, be able to see, see things in a positive light, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. That was advice. so wonderful. Well, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you so much for coming over the eight minute bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Happy to. It got me out of my, off the couch. <laughs> and onto my couch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. And with that, we come to the end of this week's episode of Reclaim Your Radiance. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed your time with us and came away with something truly valuable. If you want more and simply cannot wait until next week, come join us online. We have a couple of really exciting communities that are being built. First, we have a Facebook community with the name Reclaim Your Radiance, where we talk about all sorts of topics related to the podcast and tons that aren't. It's a community of like-minded souls who want to dive deeper into these things and keep the conversation going. Secondly, you can sign up for our mailing list to receive bonus content and stay in touch with what's happening in the world of Reclaim Your Radiance. And lastly, coming soon to a computer near you is our Patreon. Come along and join us for extra content, regular community meetups, fun swag, one-on-one time with yours truly, and so much more. Stay tuned for that. Head on over to the episode notes and the show description to find those links. And I hope to see you online soon. All right, everyone. Until next week, stay radiant. Stay radiant.